I feel just like a purple Pikmin, Reggie Fils-Aimee. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escape. San Diego, this is Modern Escapism Con, and my name is Mr. Oodles O'Dim, Chief Executive Officer of Modern Escapism Inc. Joining me today, Vice President of Creative Services, Mr. Gadget 8-Bit. Hello. And European Head of Art and Marketing, Miss Candy Machine. Hello there. President of Social Media International, Mr. Stig, couldn't be with us today, along with Head of PR and New Correspondents. Mr. Copman. Do you... <laughs> Mr. Big Copman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, he's away. I'm not getting it right. Yes, due to a majorly foreseen circumstances, they both can't handle the sesh by the looks of things. <laughs> I think Biggie's actually ill. Like, it's not the sesh based. So he says. Yeah, everyone says that. Oh, I'm ill. He means you're hungover. Now he's poorly. Get well soon, boys. So it's just a threesome, and it's how I like it, really. Do we just and cause absolute chaos today? Let's do it, let's do it. The rules are thrown out Why the window. Not? However, before we get into this crazy show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredible cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcast world. Details are in the show notes, and mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. And now. It's time for our oldest segment of the show. It's Biggie's Breaking News, as of last week, hosted by news intern Candy. Actually, it's Tits McGee. Tits McGee? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the teleprompter. I will read anything that's on there. Uh, yeah, I've got quite a bit of news for us, actually, this week. Let's get stuck um, in. I'm starving start, for news. Starting off with Stranger Things. So, season four um, episode lengths have been revealed. Holy shit. So, Stranger Things Series 4 is being released on May the 27th, which is three years, by the way, after Season 3. Um, Netflix had just released the run. Three years. I think they, I, so, actually, I tomorrow think Tomorrow, as you're listening to this as well. That's right. Wow. Yep. So, tomorrow um, for uh, Volume 1. Um, <laughs> episodes 1 to 6, approximately one hour and 15 minutes each. So, already a little bit longer than previous episodes. I think there were about 45 minutes to an hour before. 45 minutes, they? yeah, I'd say. Yep. Then, episode 7 we've got is one hour 38 minutes. Whoa. Episode 8 is one hour 25 minutes. And episode 9 is a whopping two hours and 30 minutes. Good Lord. Then I can get rid of Netflix. Forever. <sighs> Yeah, exactly, Forever. which is I think is probably... Well, no, actually, there's a caveat to that, which I will tell you in a minute. Um, it should be noted, actually, that every episode, they spent over $30 million to produce every single episode. How are they um, making a profit at all? So I guess it's a $300 million series. There's going to be some executives sweating, aren't there? That's got to be the most expensive series to made, surely. That's more expensive than Game of Thrones. It's more I expensive than know, fucking probably. Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this is actually David David Arbour's getting a rate wage. (laughs) (laughs) You hope so, wouldn't you? 
Uh, mm. It's actually being released in two separate volumes. So you can't actually, you can't delete Netflix until July, unfortunately. Uh, so volume one, which is episodes one to seven, will release May 27th. So tomorrow, if you're listening. Um, and so the, the last episode seven is going to be the one hour, 38 minute one. And mm. then volume two, which is the two final um, sort of bumper episodes are going to be released on July the 1st. And this is the penultimate ep- um, season. I thought it was the final one, but it's not. There's going to be right. one season after this. What? And then, yeah, I didn't realise that either. I just uh, want to do my research. Apparently there's another one. I f- thought it was the last. That means I will cancel Netflix, but then wait for a trial next yeah, time. Exactly. In three Change years' time. Netflix um, is not going to exist in three years' time. Well, you would think there's there's at least going to be a time jump, isn't there? Because those kids are full on adults now. I'd be surprised if there isn't a time jump in this season. Because from what I understand, they went it back and they did be. a few like reshoots, and they certainly did a lot more filming after they said it was wrapped. Because do you remember how long ago we saw that first trailer for it? Yeah, it was. I'm predicting it. I'm predicting it now. Do you know why we've had like homages to '80s films and stuff? This new series is going to be 16 Candles, John Hughes, just all over it. Just pure yeah. Pure Yep. In your face. So, so l- looking at it, just for a friend of uh, like a statement from the, the Duffer brothers, who are the showrunners, and they said, we had all the scripts before we started shooting so we could look at the whole thing as a whole. We outlined all of season five, so it really is four and five are, are like a piece, which, and this was due to the six-month hiatus we had due to the pandemic. So, yeah, they wrote season five as a continuation of four, so you're going to get a nice big cliffhanger at the end of season four, Oodles. Uh, you're going to I'm get really your two-hour epic ending piece, and it's going to be a yeah. tune in next time. <laughs> I really, really, really... Fuck I, it all up. I, I adore Stranger Things from every fibre of my being. I know a lot of people are, for some reason, against it, but it's a love letter to my youth and everyone else's youth and stuff, and I think it's sensational. The only... That and probably The Witch are the only things that make Netflix worth it for me, and because they don't come out often, yeah, I, I can I can get away with trials. I've got yeah. many emails I can create, <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> some would say. I wonder if they'll switch to um, releasing things weekly to get people subscribed, because all the other most other streaming services do, don't they? That's how they get you, isn't it? That's how they get yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to just when I'm trying to get away, they're pushing me back in. That's what they're tr- clearly what they're trying to do with this break, isn't it? Where they're like, yeah, so. they, don't, they don't want people to spunk the entire season in one day. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're forcing you to wait like a month. Yeah. What they're doing is they're building the hype machine, the artificial hype machine. It's, it's smart, I think, because there's going to be like all, all your, your internet websites, your IGNs and stuff like that. They're going to be just on this big Stranger Things trick for a, for a long time. And it's just, it's clever. I think it's clever. Hmm. So, yeah. Money grabbing is another way of putting it, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Norman Reedus may have done a whoopsie. Uh, so Norman, Norman Reedus may or may not have unintentionally announced a sequel to Death Stranding. In a yes, recent, boy. In, yeah, boy. In a recent interview, he was asked about Death Stranding, the original, and he mentioned, yes, we just started the new one. So... <laughs> Whether that's yes. a Death Stranding 2, whether it's a new IP, I'm not sure. But in response, um, Kojima tweeted out a handful of pictures of the pair of them with a the caption, go to your private room, friend. One of the pictures, I might add, is Norman Reedus sat down with Kojima behind him with an axe to his head. 
So I don't know if he got a bit of a bollocking from dad there, because to me that sounds like your parent telling him to go to the room. They are like real, like real life best mates, aren't they? Like I think they are. All, very they close, go, they go on holiday together and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, with this, with uh, this translator though, because normally he just doesn't speak Japanese and Kachina doesn't yeah, speak English. Yeah, that's got to be awkward. You go over your dinner with your best mate, and you, it's all rooted through a translator. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fucking wild, isn't it? It's absolutely wild. But um, like I remember, Kojima said when Death Stranding came out, like I, I, I'll work with Norman again, even if it's not Death Stranding. I'll have him with the Norman anthology or something, something like that. It was translated mm. to. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine because he was good in that. He was really oh, good sure. in that. And it was him that was going to be in Silent Hills as well, wasn't it? So I'm yeah. sure they'll probably be um, creative partners for a while. I don't know how yeah, I feel yeah. about Death Stranding, you know. I was saying it to Gadget and sequels to things that I love make me a bit squeaky bum. Like, it was so Maybe. perfect as it was. It, it... I'm, not sure, I'm not sure, given how it ends, that it's open for a sequel either, really. It's like... You're thinking about this the wrong way, guys. Prequel. Yeah. And there's but other characters that A lot of things follow. happen be- a lot of things happened before that that's, that game began. A lot of yeah. things. And the, the DLC as well. You see a little bit of Fragile's backstory as well, so it could potentially follow exactly. another character, uh, exactly. which I might be touching on in my uh, in my main subject, by the way, but we'll see. Ooh! Oh, uh, moving on from that. So Marvel have acquired the license to use Stanley's likeness within Marvel movies and more. I hate this. Um, I hate this. So, yeah, Marvel have struck a deal with uh, Stanley Universe, uh, which is a venture between Genius Brands International and POW Entertainment. Um, that will allow them to use Stanley's likeness for the next 20 years, it says. So, as well as cameos in films, he could potentially also appear in games and theme park rides, um, that kind of thing. Um, Genius Brands CEO has said, the, aus- the audience revered, 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 help me out, revered, revered. Stan. <laughs> And if it's done with Jason, they revered Stan. Uh, that's how we say revered it down Stan, here, episode that, title already. That's how we say it down here. You northerners just don't get it. Um, and if it's done <laughs> with taste and class and respectful of who he was, it'll be welcomed. He's a beloved personality, and long after you and I are gone, he will remain the essence of Marvel. I don't like it. It's disgusting. Milk him either in death. Yeah, he's just a fucking cow, is. isn't he now? Oh, there's going to be more you... NFTs of them, aren't there? Oh, don't. I mean, NFTs like, are dead. Stan, Stan Lee stopped writing books in about 2005 and he became like a figurehead rather than a, a boss. Mm. And like he did write some of the best books ever written, but it's just cameo porn and I'm getting sick of it, to be fair. It's... Do you not think, I mean, surely the what they paid for that would go to the Stanley estate? I hope yeah. so. I hope so, because there's a lot. Must have done, surely, that that so. estate is really, it's, it's got a lot of um, fingers in charities, which is a good thing. They've got a dyslexic charity that they, they launch and stuff like that, which is big for a publisher like that, a dyslexic charity, mm-hmm. absolutely. I guess playing devil's advocate here, it could just simply be that the, 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 the one who uses face for things like commemorative merchandise and stuff like that, like stuff that celebrates Stanley rather than... Yeah, that's what I read pop figures, into but, it. But, like, <laughs> I'd... It's it's one it's one of the things because and there's a wealth of his voice set out, out there, but I don't think they're going to like deep fake his voice to give him dialogue or anything. Mm. Yeah, I no, I don't think they'll just... do that. If if it's just his face, like I got the commemorative uh, Stanley trophy when he when he passed, I had to get it. It, it changed my childhood. Do you know what I mean? It helped me. It helped me get through a lot of stuff. It was a 
a master, one of the best authors and writers ever ever created. But people don't see him as that. They just see him as a comic book guy. Mm. But yeah, he was a fucking author. He was a great author. Yeah. And storyteller and magician when it came to narrative. He, he wasn't so much artist. He didn't he didn't draw anything. He just created it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's just I, I don't know. I think like the, the bastardizing is is warm corpse already. Well, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you can't say yay or nay to what he's being used for. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think if if money wasn't an issue, it. I, yeah, I, I quite like that he's going to be kind of memorialized a little bit, even if it's just him on the front of a magazine that flies past the camera or something. I think I think it's get him cute. a fucking statue in New York. Get him a statue. Get statues to lesser it. people, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. Let's mm. do that. Let's get that get that petition Change going. Change.org. <laughs> Sponsored by Modern Escapism. <laughs> Four guys. It's finally going free to play. Um, I have to say, it was news to me that it wasn't free to play in the first place. I was about to um, say, it isn't been. it already? Should have been. It should have been. But there's, there's, there's a wrinkle to that news as well, because if you're a PC player, you can't get it on Steam anymore because Epic have bought the rights Epic to it. Store. Yep. Is that a big problem for PC players? Do they not like switching it's, stars? Does it do your editing? It, it's it, it, it's not so much that people don't like switching stars. The problem is the Epic Games Store still lacks a lot of functionality that Steam has. But it's also yeah. it a, lo- a lot of players just really don't like this um, kind of taking the choice away from players. Mm. Yeah, like I for instance, like I I have the Epic Game Store and I have Steam, but all of my online friends are on Steam. You know, and Steam has I much only better. Use Steam. It's the only thing I've yeah, ever Steam used has on much PC. better chat capabilities and much better like online networking and stuff like that. Whereas Epic is like really bare bones. I've got trading I've got cards. I've got free Steam. games on Epic. I've never bought a game on Epic. I've got all the free games to put out. I bet you don't even have a credit card linked to it, do you? Nope, not at all. Not even my PayPal. (laughs) But they did the same thing with Rocket League. Like Epic put a lot of money into Rocket League and took it off Steam. Ah, see, yeah. I think it's just. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just a bit of a scummy move. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit monopoly in it. It's a bit. (sighs) Yeah, it's a bit. It's 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 Tim Sweeney throwing throwing money to get customers. That's all he's doing. Yeah. 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 I I I liked Fall Guys for. A weekend when it was it was free on PS Plus, wasn't it? That's right. That was, um, I was trying to figure out how I got it because I certainly wouldn't have paid for it. It was good but for yeah, that weekend. Right. It was fun. It was fun. We talked about it. And it was a laugh. Um, that's it, though, isn't it? A weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the last time I played. I, I play it very rarely. The last time I played it, there were a few new stages, and it was all sort of like neon coloured. So I don't know what's been added since. Um, also, I should mention it's going um, cross-platform as well. Oh, that's so um, Xbox and PlayStation players will be able to witness cheating firsthand. <laughs> I, every time I played Fall Guys, it just made me want to go and watch classic Takeshi's Castle. It's yeah, better. exactly. Yeah, that was <laughs> literally better. it. I've, I've <laughs> played it probably for the first um, week that it came out on PS Now with Super Natty Cat. And um, she, I was watching her, because you, you know when you die, you can watch your friends play it if you're in a group. And... Yep. Um, she was about a hair away from winning. I've never won. I've never won six stages. In I fact, won once. That's some bragging. Felt rights. good. Felt good. No, no. Everyone <laughs> did. Everyone did in that weekend. It was one of those things like when you win a um, when you win a, um, a battle royale game first time. Like I've won. Like you weren't fighting real people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of those moments. I think there's not a lot way. of. There's not that much. I mean, it's it's half luck, isn't it, with four guys. Um, yeah. 
it's not necessarily all skill. It's quite fun though. I remember I got I got to one stage and it was the penultimate stage. I think it's the one where you're like on a spinning uh, thing and there's the the bits you have to dodge to stay on this rotating yeah like sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, probably drunk, I thought we were at the top of the of a slide. And I think at that point there was only about six players. And to get the run up, I just as soon as it it went go, I just jumped off the fucking side of it, thinking, right, I'm going. Nope, I just committed suicide. <laughs> I, I I never I didn't win on the final stage. I won on the one before the final where it was uh, where you, you step on platforms and the drop randomly. Yeah. And everyone went on this one this one thing, and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to be the outlier. And I went on my own, and I was the last one standing, and I won <laughs> oh, automatically. Nice. I was like, yeah. So you didn't even get to the like, last stage. No, no, That's ne- never. <laughs> Good times. Um, moving on, Giancarlo Esposito is to be the voice of a new smart home assistant. Bless you. Uh, Sonus have uh, launched a new voice control uh, software to rival Alexa. Um, And they've chosen Giancarlo Esposito because he's a voice that's familiar to many US customers. Um, He does have the voice. Oh, yeah, but he plays such a smooth baddie, though, doesn't he? He has the voice. Yeah, he's got a sexy voice. Big voice. ASMR vibes. Mm. Um, if he's not instantly familiar to you, um, you might know him from his roles in Breaking Bad and The Mandalorian, and recent the most recent Far Cry as well. Um, he's the, the only good thing in that. The voice <laughs> in Far Cry. Yeah, the... I never played it. Mm. What about the sausage the, dog? Little bit. Um. Oh yeah, that one. Um. Oh, what's it called? Burrito or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Some kind of racist connotation Chiquito. name. Chiquito. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like and there's that. And cro- there's a crocodile as well, isn't there? Like Mr. Bite. Crocodile's good. Crocodile's fun. But yeah. Yeah, not that. yeah I never... Uh, I didn't enjoy the last Far Cry, actually. Didn't get on with it. Get back to Far Cry 2. Come on. Bring yeah, uh, to be fair, the only, the only Far Cry I played was Far Cry 4, I think. And, Two um, was the best, still. I stopped playing because I came across a really nasty badger and I just, I, he wouldn't let me pass. And that was it for Far Cry for the, the me. The honey badgers, yeah. They were yeah, they was devil. A, he was a they bastard. Were yeah. Absolute bastard. I've played them all, but two is still the best because it had proper systems to it. It was good game, good game. Nice. Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai has been announced as a new animated show from HBO Max. Exciting. Oh, so we'll never get that. We'll, we'll probably get it on Now TV. Yeah, now we'll get TV, it on Now TV. Yep. Yeah. So Secrets <sighs> of the Mogwai will centre on 10-year-old Sam Wing, who's the future shop owner, Mr. Wing, in the uh, 1984 original Gremlins movie. Yeah. And how he came to meet the young Mogwai Gizmo. Um, it's to be set in 1920 Shanghai and will feature Chinese culture and mythology heavily. So that's quite exciting. Um, can I just say, it? though, can I say that Sam Wing is the reason that that town was overrun by gremlins? Because he wasn't very he responsible, to, really, was he? He sold it to the, to the, to, um, the young lad's dad um, dodgily. When his, when his granddad said, no, we're not selling it, we're not selling this, it's not mm. for sale, he sold it so he could have a colour television, uh, which he did have in the sequel. He got that colour television. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to see character growth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so possibly not the best decision on his part ever. No. We do have a cast of actors that would be playing the Wing family. So we've got Ming-Na Wen, James Hong, B.D. Wong, 
and Isaac Who? Wang. Sorry, I'm not laughing at Wang. I'm just laughing at the uh, the voice. <laughs> You're of laughing the, at uh... Wang. No, I'm not laughing You're at Wang. Sure. I'm, I'm laughing because all the, the names rhyme. <laughs> when Wang's a legend. Got... When Hong... oh, I'm going to have to cut so much of this out. <laughs> no. When Hong, Wang and Wang. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've just lost our three Chinese listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're big in China, don't be daft. It's not funny because it's Chinese, it's funny because they rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save this audio oh, and just God. send it to you randomly in the years to come. <laughs> I'm sweating, I can't, it's hard. Do you know, do you know them times when you laid in bed and you're like, I can't believe I said Win Wong and Wang. You laid in bed, you want me to sleep. <laughs> oh, anyway. They are normal, good, hard-working Chinese names. Get a yes, grip of yourself. Quite right. The Wangs, well-known hard workers. Absolutely. It will be produced by Amblin Entertainment in association with Warner Brothers. <laughs> She's still going. <laughs> she tried so hard. I tried so hard. I, I love it when Candy gets the giggles. It's the best. You're thing leaving in the this world. in. This is this is oh. what people come back for every week. Right, I've got it. <clears throat> Not looking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be produced by Amblin Entertainment in association with Warner Brothers Animation. Um, and so far, I don't think we'll have a release date, whether it's going to be a difference between, because it's, like you said, it'll be released on Now TV, so we might have to wait a little while between the American and UK release, but hopefully not. I'm really excited for this. I really want to I see. I love Gremlins. I- yeah, I wonder how who it's going to be. Sort of, do you think it'll be aimed at kids or sort of? More the original was the original was a fifteen, I think, and the sequel was like a twelve. I, mm. I think I think the certifications were different back then as well, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Before they modernized them, so it would definitely I'm be a PG sure. now. I think you would hope they'd they be could a bit get of away with it being PG. Like when they died, it was always green blood and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. In the first one, you had you had a dead Santa in the chimney. You had them um, stringing dogs up on uh, fairy lights. You had them doing awesome. The first one was like a fucking horror film by the end. It was definitely a horror film because I actually had nightmares about it. I remember probably one of the first times I actually got got a nightmare from uh, watching a film. The second one, I think the most horrible part of the second one was Hulk Hogan. He was in it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Ripped his shirt off. that's about it. Hey, brother! Ripped his shirt off. Yeah. Well, they were watching Snow White as well, weren't they? Snow yeah, White or yeah. something like that? Something stupid. Yeah. Oh, love off. Gremlins, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor dead old. Um, <laughs> on to music news. And Vangelis has retired from life, aged 79. Oh. Yeah. Vangelis was a composer for many films and TV shows, but he's most famous for Chariots of Fire and uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm uh, very, very sad about his passing. I was going to say it's very. Mm. I, th- I thought that would probably affect you. He's very uh, into his synthesizer music, isn't he? Oh it, yeah, massive ma- soundscapes. Yeah, massive soundscapes. Big pioneer of use of using synthesizers in kind of compositions, like for films. Because like up until kind of Blade Runner, like most of the most yeah. synth work was in like rock music. Yeah. Um, and he was putting it into kind of orchestral compositions. Uh, massive, massively built up the brand of Moog. Um, so you yep. see him and Giorgio Moroder together, not making music together, but at the same time we start building up the sound of Moog and the sound of instead of using organs, using these synthesizer machines. And oh, it's so good. And the 
if you, I, I used to have, I remember I bought, you, you know those days when you just go into it like, Back in the day when you went into Woolworths and you saw like a CD with a cover that just really spoke to you. Yeah, BJ Duncan. They're usually yes albums for me. And then realising it's um, not that good. Yeah, (laughs) it was the best of Vangelis. But I remember it had like this like really shiny, shimmery cover. And I picked it up, had no idea who Vangelis was, and I played it and it changed me me life. Mm. Yeah. We didn't know if you made a joke about yes there, the Oodles. Vangelis was once tipped to um, replace Rick Wakeman and yes. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. I, I remember reading it. And he turned uh, it down because he had better things to do. It did. I read it. I read an expose in NME years ago about Vangelis and saying that the, the, one of the best quotes I've seen NME say is like, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was like, imagine taking Mozart and Beethoven's baby, sending him to Mars and bringing him back and then telling him to write a symphony. It's perfect. Yeah, it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's perfect. But if, if 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 you haven't listened to it recently, listen to the Blade Runner soundtrack. Just oh, separate, God, separate so from good. the separate from the um, watching the film, the soundtrack that opening piece when the when it's the cars go, uh, car flying over L.A. and you get those Mega. big when the when the um, the chimneys go off and you get the sound yeah. coming. Oh, it's so good, so good, so good. Yeah, he absolutely inspired all your favorites, current ones today. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh fucking hell, musician's musician, isn't it? Mm, Very much loss. so. Sad loss. And finally, clench your buttocks, guys. This is a this is a doozy. It's time for another Skyrim port. <laughs> You're fucking yep. kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Oodles has just walked off. We can do it without Oodles. I know he's he's overwhelmed. We'll give him a minute. Him a minute. Okay. So so, so 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 does your husband need more shoes, Candy? Apparently so. Switch Brazil has reported that Taiwan's Digital Game Rating Committee has listed Skyrim Anniversary Edition for Switch. Suggesting there's going to be an official <laughs> announcement soon. And it's the base ver- pathetic. I know. So base ver- the base version of Skyrim is already available on the Switch, uh, but not the anniversary edition, uh, which includes the base game, all DLC, um, fishing. a set of, yeah, set of mods from the creator community and a fishing system. Oh, and you can have aquariums in your house. It's a waste of fucking money. Wake up. <laughs> is it, Buy it on is Steam it is- for 20 pence. Fuck, it'll run on anyone's it's computer. It'll run on a price. fucking you know fridge. Oh. I mean, how, 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 is bollocks. it still full, full price on, on Switch now? Switch games yes. expensive no matter what it it's is. It's $49.99. <laughs> um, fucking pathetic. Nintendo eShop. Yep, $49.99 on cartridge. <laughs> it makes me fucking sick. How can you do this to people? It's... Stop it. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Anyway, how much are Switches now? Oh god! <laughs> I've got Still a switch light. I'll send it to you. I'll send a switch light to you, so you can be fucking. You can. I don't know. Fucking shove up your ass. Oh, fucking <laughs> stupid Skyrim bollocks. Get over don't it, me, guys. Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> Just play it on your Xbox, Candy. <laughs> She's already we bought it nine hundred times. times. I have. I've bought it for PlayStation and Xbox. I remember when you bought the anniversary edition over year, last year. And what are you doing? I haven't played Fucking it yet. F- 50 bricks and she's, <laughs> she's paid for fishing, basically. I like fishing. You don't like fishing, you're I lying. Have, I didn't have an aquarium in my house before. I do now. Oh, well. Fucking la di da. Good for anyway, you. Anyway, that's the news. Have you got an aquarium in your ESO house? Uh, it depends which one. I have many ESO houses. 
That's what you should you be playing. Giving Bethesda your money. If you want to play yeah. some Skyrim, play ESO. It's it's actually good. <laughs> I do. Fuck. Although the houses so cost stressed. about fucking sixty quid in real life to buy. Yeah, because it's free to play. I've got about ten. <laughs> God, you're stressing me out so much. Let's move you, on because Skyrim you, you, frazzles you know, my you know, fucking you know, brain. You know, a couple of weeks ago where, where someone was talking, uh, no, when you were talking about um, everything everywhere all at once and you were talking about um, the family getting audited and your fear that that might happen to you one day. <laughs> Is it because they're going to see how much money goes to Bethesda from your bank account? <laughs> They'll be like, why is this down as a business business expense? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I just want I want listeners to understand. I don't dislike Bethesda. I love Fallout. I love I love Oblivion. I love um uh, what was it? Morrowind. I love that. Skyrim's just overhyped. It just does me fucking head in. It does me shit in. Fucking get rid. <laughs> right, let's move on to the Nexus because I'm furious now. Gadget, <laughs> help me out, man. Don't talk about okay, Bethesda. Well, gonna- Fuck's sake. Back in another can. <laughs> got a couple of things to rattle through here. So first of all, uh, very brief on this one. I started um, a show on Apple TV Plus today. I've only watched the first episode, but I'm impressed so far, called Slow Horses. Oh, I, I almost started that this weekend as well. Yeah, so so this is it's a, a spy thriller TV series with slight kind of slight comedy edge to it, I think. Some bits I, I giggled at throughout it. Uh, starring Gary Oldman, of all people, Ooh, and in Kristen the role Scott of a Thomas. Lifetime. Actually, actually, he's doing really well in this one. So the the, the premise is Slow Horses is um is based around a British MI five officer called River Cartwright, who's played by Jack Loden, uh, who he's he he's he's starting off. He, he's doing this um very public training mission in Stansted Airport yeah. uh, to find a terrorist, and it goes horrifically wrong, and he fails it significantly. Um, and he is exiled to a place called Slough House, somewhere else in London, which Slough. is where. The, <laughs> no, not in Slough, but it's Slough House. Um, Imagine it, it. It's a place where the MI five send the shit ones, the ones right. that fail. Oh they can't um, sack them, but they've just got to. Yes, well, River especially can't be sacked because his grandfather used to be the head of MI five. Perfect. Yes. So, um, lead, lead, leading this uh, this uh, bunch of slow horses is Gary Oldman's character, uh, Jackson Lamb, who is a horrible, slovenly, alcoholic, cigarette smoking, socks on the table kind of guy. Who is I feel absolu- He's absolutely <laughs> channeling Bricktop from Snatch. I, I half expect we're oh, talking it? about pigs at some point. It's he's he's not full Cockney. Do you know what? He's, he's, he's got that. Attitude, he's got that attitude to him. And he's really, really funny with it. But also, he is still a brilliant agent. But he's just he he's reveling in like torturing these people that are sent to work in the shit end of the MI5. I do like when they allow Gary Oldman to use his proper accent because mm. he is a Londoner. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this is his London accent coming out. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I've only watched the first episode, the six episodes out so far. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I really, really liked it. It's it's slickly produced. It looks great. It sounds great. It's got little touches that um, that make that make me think that they've thought about this more than a lot of Apple TV Plus things. So, f- for instance, um, you see River in the first episode. He's kind of moving around. He's driving from place to place. Now, you know, normally mm. in an Apple TV show. They all drive nice cars. They all have the latest iPhone and all that. Well, because it's to obviously show that he's he's on the shit end of the wedge. 
he's got an iPhone 6 and he's driving a 2009 Seat and stuff like that. I really like that stuff. I like mm. those little details to show that he's like, he ain't earning money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's worth watching. I'll, I'll watch the rest of the series and I'll do a proper Nexus on it, but uh, I'm enjoying it so far. There's some, mm, there's some gold coming from Apple TV. Did you watch Mosquito Coast? I fucking love that. No, it's on the list to watch. Oh, it's so was, good. Um, it's so, so fucking good. I was saying this the other day, like all the, it seems like almost everything that Apple TV are releasing, that they're, they're sort of originals, really, really, like you get, you know, bang for your buck for what it is like a six quid a month or something ridiculous or free. It's free. I bought a PlayStation yeah. 5. Yeah. If you buy any <laughs> yeah. product ever, you'll get a free <laughs> Apple TV thing for six months. I was going to say, I'm doing an upgrade on my Apple Watch. <laughs> yep. Yes, I am too. <laughs> Yeah, the um, yeah, slow horses is, is is really good, and it, it's 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 proven the quality of Apple. Like Apple's really investing in TV, and they're doing it well. It's qu- like, it's quality, not quantity, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you listening Netflix? Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah. Apple TV aren't pushing out anything like selling Sunset or shit like that, are they? <laughs> no. So um, next thing I want to talk about, I started uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on the oh, Xbox. Love it. Um, I love it. It's really fucking good. Like I, mm. I've I've heard everyone say that it's like it's better than it has any right to be, or that it's fucking brilliant, or whatever. I still kind of went in a little bit with low expectations, just because it's, it's a, good. Yeah, it, it just because it's a Square Enix game, a Western Square Enix game, and they don't have a good track record of being good. And also, no. I remember the shit show that was Marvel's Avengers. So, I, thought, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I played. I about, still like that though. <laughs> Yeah. I'm on the I, I, I'm I'm one of the the rare few that think Marvel's Avengers is a good game. Well, I played about five hours of it last night, and it's probably good. And I I wasn't clicking with it at first. Like, I like the banter. I like the beautiful game. Graphics are incredible, and I'm playing it on performance mode, and it's still running. It still looks mm. like it's in 4K and everything. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. but the bit where it clicked for me is because so you spend the whole, the whole of the kind of the first chapter is it's a lot of tutorial stuff. So it's showing you how to like command. Um, your companions and like you know how to order Groot to like rope up a load of um, uh, enemies with his with his roots or like you mean rock- the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, battle system basically yeah that's um, what it is <laughs> but yeah so I kind of I was enjoying it, I was enjoying the banter but I kind of wasn't clicking with the combat I found the combat a bit weak until the point where you've got all four of your buddies with you and you're basically yes. managing the battle and it clicked I was like oh shit this is really fucking yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember reading an article about it. It was like, if this was Final Fantasy XV's um, battle system, that would have been a good game. <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. what they were look. That's what they're going for. Where you control one character, yeah, and you, you make your your compatriots come in when you need them, yeah, and huddle and stuff like the huddle mechanics. Fucking brilliant. The huddle mechanics brilliant, but I, I really like. It reminds me of playing, um, like. For the comparison, it reminds me of when I used to play MOBAs or when I used to play um, StarCraft because you're like managing cooldowns, and it's quite I good know, to like like tactically tactically use all of their abilities in different orders and like you know wait for that little thing to ping to say Gamora's got her insta kill ready and just get straight in there on a big baddie and stuff like that. Oh, it's really fucking good. And the it like it it took us about two hours, but then I stopped caring that the they weren't doing the MCU stuff. So like. Peter Quill is very dif- different to the way um, Chris Pratt plays him, for instance. He's definitely he's Peter Quill from the books. He, uh, he's, he's, I, I, I've, I've said this in our Discord. These are the best Guardians of the Galaxy we've seen on screen. Yeah, Just I me. really like. 
I really like how they've done Drax as well. Like, he's still very literal, and he's still <laughs> close to the Dave Bautista portrayal, but it's just a little bit yeah. different, and I quite like I quite like how much he dislikes Gamora at the start of the, of the game. <laughs> the witch. Yeah. Yeah, constantly referring to her as, as, as the betrayer assassin. I thought that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I I'm going to carry on with the, that the, the, the game, The game doesn't lull at all. I think it's perfect. Not perfect, but it's great from beginning to end. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you like the battle system, that's what that's what it's all based around. It's just yeah. really good narrative as well. Yeah, the exploration sections are a bit too uncharted for me. Like they're not yeah. uncharted, it's a bad game, but it's just like very linear, very wait for the characters to tell you where to go kind of things. Yeah, I would have you can see a little bit more freedom. You can see freedom. the battles coming before they come because you see the big open space. It's like I know yeah. I'm gonna fight here. But it's it's the it's, combat that's elevating it well above anything uncharted ever did. It's got the Mass Effect choices as well. Which yeah. do make a massive difference. I've played it twice and completely different, really. Oh, that's good to know, actually. Yeah. So yeah. when you say it was it. Um, when you say it was Square Square Enix that um, it was a Square Enix game. Was it Square Enix Studios that made it, or did they just produce it? It was no. at Eidos Montreal, so right. Square yeah, Enix published, published it. it. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, they, they um, give them a lot of assets, though. <laughs> Trust right. me. It's basically a Final <laughs> Fantasy game, a modern one. But good. the main good. thing I want to talk about is uh, Citizen Sleeper, which is also an Xbox Game Pass. And it's fucking phenomenal. What so is Citizen uh, Sleeper? So Citizen Sleeper, it is a... They call, they call it a narrative RPG. I think it's closer to a visual novel, if I'm perfectly honest. Okay, okay. It's presented a little bit like Disco Elysium. A lot of text to read, a lot of characters to deal with, some choices to make. But it is... Mm. It, it's. Not as free form in its exploration as um as disco is, and there's not as much of the RPG element to it. It's sort of linear, but you can kind of do everything you want. Anyway, you are you start this game as a sleeper who is a kind of mecha- mechanical person who's had the um personality taken from a real person and put into them. Basically, the idea is someone someone goes to work for, for this big space corporation and to do some very dangerous work, their consciousness is taken from their human body and put into a robot body, which can easily be killed, and then the, their brain can be put back into a robot body and stuff like that. Yeah, You have been untethered from the company that you work for and dumped on a space station called Erlen's Eye. Deep in space. It involves you having to remember sort of not necessarily who you are but why you why you exist you have to battle with the fact that your there is built-in obsolescence into your suit which makes you dependent on the company who created you as you're That's separated cool. from the company you have to be constantly repairing yourself um because of the way in in this game's logic that taking the brain from the human body and put into a robot body the brain still expects things like food and stuff like that, like in touch yeah, and that kind of thing. Inbuilt into it, isn't it? Yeah, you still have to eat. You have to effectively recharge your batteries. Um, mm. And you have to basically work out, build a life on Erlen's Eye. Dealing with the various things. Erlen's Eye was a place that was a significant force in, in, the, in the galaxy in terms of like shipbuilding, in terms of kind of space mining and stuff, until the company that run it, run it collapsed. And then there was a war, and a load of refugees came to the place. So it's basically, it's a little bit lawless, a little bit chaotic, a little bit broken up and, and taken around, and a lot of people who don't like the corporations. Mm. Very, very anti-capitalist view throughout it. So you don't walk around at all in this? So n- No, it's, it's, it's more like you, you have a view of about... If you're an AI, are you just in the system? 
No, no. So, 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 as a sleeper, you are a physical being. The game is presented to you as, um, as as you get to play with about a quarter quarter of this kind of hab ring in center of the um, yeah of the space station, and you view it from kind of a bird's eye bird's eye view, and you've got like markers for like which locations you go to them, and to interact with it, you have dice. You have six dice per day. Depending on the oh, condition you of your body, I love dice and all. I do, I, I do, I do love dice. But basically, you have to roll. <laughs> you, you, you roll these dice against certain actions to do stuff. So it's like it might be you need to earn some credits to buy the medicine that keeps you alive. So you need to go f- right, work at right. work at the shipyards, do a couple of shifts and stuff like that. And you kind of build up and you build up um, a narrative. But the narrative is so well written, and you are you are helping people discover secrets about themselves or secrets about the station, or you are helping people. You're you're getting people to help you, or, and they kind of help heal you up. There's a stray cat that you can feed at one of your residences as you work through it. So I've made sure to feed the oh. fucking cat every damn day. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what um, there's yeah. there's even stuff in it like and stuff that I just really really like that there is gender non-binary people in it who are who have the correct they them pronouns in the dialogue throughout. Good. Um, there are some real kind of hand on your mouth moments. It's the sixth game to ever make me cry. Because I got a really happy Whoa. ending and I cried Aww. happy at the end. Um, wow. It's really fucking good. It's got a gorgeous kind of chill synthwave soundtrack that is absolutely beautiful. I really, really would rate it. Like, again, a lot of people compare it to Disco, possibly just due to the kind of the way that it presents itself. You've got kind of text on the left hand side of the screen, you've got like kind of a drawn image of whoever you're speaking to, that kind of thing. Big menus and stuff like that. Yeah. I would say this is the opposite of Disco, though, because where Disco was a very nihilist story with you trying to remember who you are, this mm. one's a lot more hopeful because this is a, this is a story about you becoming who you're supposed to be. I've just looked on my phone at the art style. It's fucking sublime. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous art. Oh, my word. It's beautiful. You, it's, it's on the Switch. Pick it up, play it. It's a great bedtime game. It is game. on the Switch. I have literally just purchased it. <laughs> you will enjoy it. It's Let me cheap. know how you get on with it. But Fuck, it's, it, this looks insane. It's so good that when I got the ending I wanted, I went back and I also got another four endings after that. Yes, I'm going to devour that this week. Devour. Absolutely. Because I've so, played Disco yeah. three times now and I need something. Oh, absolutely. Pick this up. It's not a long game. It took me about eight hours to get the first ending. Um, no, I just got the email. I've paid for it. Excellent. <laughs> It's an um, absolutely superb little game. Um, the only gripe is it's a little bit fiddly to control on a gamepad. It's definitely it's needs a mouse, but it's fine. It, you can live with it. Yeah, so, man. yeah, make sure everyone has to pick up Citizen Sleeper. If you've got an Xbox or you've got Game Pass on the PC, just fucking play it. It's mm. worth it. Trust Add me. That's my list. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's cheap and all. Ooh, I got it for 17 quid with my coins. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. Thank you very much for that gadget and for, I think you probably work for the development team of that game because you've just earned them I will. another two players. <laughs> I, I will quite happily. It's made by fellow traveller gamers if anyone's interested. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Right, I'll do the next bit. Let Candy have a rest from that incredible news segment she did. Um, I've been, I've been uh, playing games and I've also been watching a show, a show that I am irrevocably in love with but I'll talk about the game first um, Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins you knew it were coming I knew it were coming you, you knew it were coming because I reviewed it um, <clears throat> Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins is an action role playing game in the Final Fantasy series developed by Koei Tecmo's Team Ninja so already my ears ooh Team Ninja ooh I'm in 
Mm. And published, obviously, by Square Enix. And the game is the celebration of their 35th anniversary. Now, I thought I was the same age as uh, Final Fantasy, but it turns out it's a year older than me. And now, listeners, you know how old I am. So, as an alternative universe prequel of Square Enix original Final Fantasy on the on the NES. So, this game, without going into spoilers, because it's very rich in uh, story, believe it or not, from the trailers that we were revealed at E3 that time, remember those trailers? Look at kill chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. Where's chaos? I'm here to kill chaos. I did the voiceover for the main character, by the way. I'm here to kill chaos. Because <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds. So the game is super-duper, triple-looper meta. And they missold this game to everyone. It's a prequel to the entire mythos of, and themes of the series, not just the first one. So without explaining too much, there is a reason why I'm here to kill chaos was unleashed on the world and the devs deliberately wanted it to meme and it worked. So there's a, there's a little, um, there's a little subplot to it. How memes can extend far beyond its original mean, not means. And basically they wanted people. I know it sounds super meta and maybe they wanted this after it got, <laughs> it became a meme, but, it's in the game. They wanted people to be like obsessed with the fact that he kept saying, I'm here to kill chaos. What's chaos? This is chaos. Are you chaos? They wanted that to happen and it did happen and it works for the narrative that the game's bringing. So <clears throat> basically, if you like Dark Souls combat, which I know some of us mm-hmm. here do, and you also like seeing creatures like Mind Flayers roaming around, Mm-hmm. And you also like dressing up your little boy band of mm-hmm. twinks and sexy men. This is the game for you. You had it's... my attention. Now you have my curiosity. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. so you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, man. This game was so missold. And I know they did it deliberately, but that's not good on a financial term, trust me, because it didn't no, sell no, it massively. Doesn't, it doesn't equal sales. No, because now, out. yeah, it's been out a while and it's massively reduced in price now. The PS5 version is like 25 quid boxed, mm. which it was 70 quid when it came out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so when, when was it that I, it came out? This year. Did you play the it, uh, the demo that came out about... Yeah, he's fucking shy, that demo. The demo yeah, right. is so is, it, so is it different from the demo then? Because I played that and I fucking hated it. No, it's not different from the demo. The demo is literally the first half an hour of the game Mm. And then it completely changes <laughs> after that bit, deliberately to like subvert your expectations. It's almost the tanker big shell chapter of Metal Gear Solid 2. Do you know why we just didn't know? Right. It's that kind of fucking, uh, like, just a play on what you expect. Like, yes, it's Final Fantasy, and it's got all the Final Fantasy tropes. There's cactuars in it. There's chocobos in it. There's all that. But like, <laughs> there's some clever bits that I've not seen since, like, uh, DMC, uh, the... Um, Team Nin- is it Team Ninja that did that? Yeah, Ninja Theory. Uh, Ninja Team Theory. Ninja. One of that. One of those Ninja, two. Yeah, Ninja. Yeah. I think it was Ninja Theory. I've not seen a main character do this since then, where the boss or the boss at the end of the level is doing his monologue, and the main character is going, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and he just wants to fucking <laughs> smash. He's like, "I'm not interested in this." He is like a pure capital G gamer, deliberately. And he wants to just fucking smash and drink his fucking G fuel and get on with it. 
but it's deliberately like it's deliberately woven into the narrative of the game. Like your compatriots, you're supposed to try and get a bond with them, but because the character that you play as is so cold and he's got a shell above his personality, you can't bond with them. And there's moments that make you think like, I should be feeling something towards this, but I'm not. And it all just coalesces into this beautiful like cacophony at the end. Well, not even the end, halfway through it, that you think, right, now I understand. They've completely buried the lead through the, the whole thing. The combat's fantastic. It's basically Devil May Cry meets Dark Souls. It's fucking rapid. You can change jobs on the fly. So you can have two jobs, like you can have Mage, you can have Warrior. You can just flip it and it changes your um, your combo meters and stuff like that. It's, it's not a difficult game. It's got Dark Souls, that control scheme and combat, but it's not difficult in any, any way, shape or form. It's got options for difficulty as well to make it even easier. The fashion's incredible. I, I put some snippets on, uh, some screenshots on our Discord. The fashion's fucking fantastic in it. But yeah, there's just something about it. Like, it doesn't do what a lot of these RPGs and um, what these kind of games do, where it just overloads you with law, 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 law. What it does instead is, do you want to listen to this or not? <laughs> do you know, or do you want to get back into it? <laughs> and and most of the time, I'm like, yeah, I just want to get back into it. And while you're getting back into it, they're telling you the law. They're talking to each other. Oh, it's cool. fucking super clever. Or you can just have a rest and listen to people chat to you. I think it's fucking super duper clever. And if you did play the original Final Fantasy, which a lot of people haven't, mm. it does link into that, but it also links into the fact that every other Final Fantasy is some creator's vision, and that's what every level does in this because it's level-structured. It's Each level is a homage to the, all the 15 Final Fantasies we've got, and it's got all the music in it, all the Uematsu music in it, got all the, all the art style. It's got every job that's ever existed in a Final Fantasy. Except Mimic, I noticed that, but other than that, it's, I just I think it's fantastic. The only reason I didn't give it a 10 out of 10 is because of the, the opening hour. It's, mm. such like, it's such a lie, and I don't know why they did it. I get that gamers, uh, gaming uh, developers want to take risks and subvert expectations, but this is to their detriment because people aren't going to touch this because well, that demo it. was you fucking yeah, bobbins. I'm a, I'm a perfect example of that. I wouldn't, until I heard you speaking now, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. I just had absolutely no yeah. interest. I played it, like I said, actively hated it. Didn't just dislike it, really just hated everything yeah. about it. I thought it was ugly. I thought the gameplay was, like you said. Well, the well, graphics aren't done, perfect. Like, yeah. Well, at that time, it seemed like PS3 graphics, but it was quite an ugly level, I thought. Um, yeah, it's the first, and... literally the first level. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to it then, if, especially if it's cheap. Um, yeah, I genuinely think if you if you if you put three four hours into it, you'll understand it, and you just need to get get to grips with the fact that the main character, you're not creating a character, you are him, and he is not interested in what people want to say to him. He does mm-hmm. not give a fuck. He's here to kill chaos, and that's another deliberate thing. It's I'm not just like sticking up for it. There's a reason why he's so obsessed with that. It's as if he's without, I can't even go any further with it. <laughs> It all makes narrative sense. And by the end, I was fucking bawling my eyes out. I was like, this is fucking incredible. This is like, it, it just comes full circle to everything I've loved about this series. It's mm. even got Dragon Quest fucking things in it. And I love that <laughs> shit. I love that shit. You know I do. It's just, I, I think it's, it's, it's a great celebration of 35 years and people are just not going to touch it. Because like, these critics, I've, I've, I've read, it's, it's got like a 70 odd on Metacritic. But these critics have said, 
oh, I, I, I couldn't get past the, main, the, the first level. I'm like, what? You couldn't get past it? Well, then they it's shouldn't be hard. reviewing it then. Exactly. And I know reviewers don't necessarily have to finish a game to review it. That's not in any stipulations whatsoever. That's not on the review. But still, look. if you look at the positive reviews, there's a lot of people saying this is a critique on what people wanted. From like, There's a massive ploy on how, remember how, like, um, the reason Uematsu, um, not Uematsu, um, the creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, he left Final Fantasy and Square Enix because people were just begging him to do Final Fantasy VII Remake. And he just, mm. he was like, fuck you, fuck you. There's a lot of play on that as well. Stop expecting us to do what you want to do and let us as artists do what we want to do. And I think so, it's got a good message on that. So Stranger of Paradise is the fourth worst selling Final Fantasy spinoff. I know. In, oh. its, in its its first week, it sold forty six thousand physical copies on PlayStation Four and Five combined in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I know it's absolute. It's because they missold it, and the fact that they gave it a stupid title it makes sense. But at the end, <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's just they've they done went the Kingdom worst. Hearts with it, didn't they? Yeah, they've done the worst thing about it, and I fucking I just I loved every second of it. Maybe it is hyperbole, maybe it isn't, but there was just something about it that just really spoke to me and the people that I've discussed that really liked it as well they're not massive Final Fantasy fans but they get it you know what I mean yeah. so when I went I understand what it was telling me it is subverting expectations and I know I've said that about 400 times but I think you should try it if it comes to yeah. Game Pass it's a no brainer guys it's an absolute no brainer I've got a, I've got a, a whiff that it might be coming to Game Pass please Probably. give it three hours and if you don't like it I'll refund you the money so I get That's a refund my... and a switch this episode. Brilliant. <laughs> You're doing really well. You're doing really well. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is a show. A show that, even though I love that game, I love this show even more. Ooh. It's a show called Outer Range, uh, starring Josh Brolin and Imogen Poots, created by Brian Watkins and produced by Brad Pitt. Brad oh. Pitt. You know that guy with his six-pack? Him. So. Listen to this. Prick your ears up, listeners. Imagine a show that's a cross between No Country for Old Men, Lost, and H.P. Lovecraft. Fucking hell. Mull that that over (laughs) in your brain for for a little second. So, unfortunately, it's an Amazon Prime exclusive, so some people won't be able to navigate to get to this um, show. Biggie. Yeah, so. But it's one of their exclusives, and I think it's up there with the boys. Really? Because I think The Boys is the best thing they've produced. Mm, and none. And this is, it's tickling it. It's tickling it for top spot. So <clears throat> I'll give you the uh, synopsis. So Royal Abbott, that's Josh Brolin, is a Wyoming rancher fighting for his land and family who discovers a mysterious black cosmic void in the pasture. So it's big hole in the land, but it's cosmic and <laughs> voidy. <laughs> voidy. But it's all voidy. And um, following the arrival of Autumn, a drifter with a connection to Abbott's ranch, while the Abbott family copes with the disappearance of their daughter-in-law, Rebecca, they are pushed further into the brink when a rival family, the Tillersons, try to take over their land. So it's one of those things, the first episode will just grab you in. Remember when Lost, the first episode of Lost, just sucked you in? Big style. It's that. But imagine Lost didn't end shit. (laughs) That. It's that. 
So it's got themes of like Greek tragedy, existentialism, nihilism, and cosmic dread. And we all love a bit of cosmic dread. It's topped oh, yeah. off with with the sulking gravitas of Josh Brolin. He is phenomenal. I think he's better in this than he is as Thanos. Genuinely, strong words. A, that is a yeah. Because I want people to go and watch it and prove me wrong. Uh, the unraveling of a mystery bigger than the apparent drama at surface level. I think this show is one of the best shows I've watched in about five years. So, if did you ever watch The Leftovers? No. Which no. is another one of my all-time favourite shows. It's got that kind of feeling. It's just super fucking tight. It's super good. It's got moments of beautiful scenery across Wyoming pastures and stuff like that. Because obviously Wyoming, as we all know, is just at the, at the brink of the, the Rocky Mountains. So there's beautiful backdrops of the Rockies. It's weird because Wyoming's, Wyoming's that state that's in the north, but it's cowboy country still. So they're all right. southern northerners. It's, oh, I, I don't know, there's so something like about it. It's like Leeds, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Pennines are um, our Rockies. <laughs> but they are rather just, rocky. They are rather rocky. But th- this, the first episode just hooked me in massively. Like, Josh, bro, this is one of, I think it's one of his career-defining performances. He is born to play Royal Abbott. And Is he playing been, Sour Cowboy, kind of? It's even better, mate. Sour Cowboy Grandad. <laughs> was still looking like an absolute daddy. I'm in. He still oh, God, like there's, got to be, there's got to be towels needed across the country, isn't there? <laughs> he looks like a daddy in this. Grey, nice and grey on the old beard. Daddy bod still. Oh, he looks fantastic. And he's got some daddy sons as well. His sons are adults, by the way, guys. <laughs> They're adults. So I can say that. Everyone in this, there's not a wasted character in it. The, the, the Tillersons, the rival family, they're incredible as well. There's just something about it. Twin Peaks, um, HP Lovecraft, X-Files even to it. Okay, I'm It's in. just, <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, look at that. Amazon's well, yeah. Outer Range brings the weird fiction mindset to Westerns. It's, it's what they call a neo-Western. So you've heard of that before, haven't you? Where it's modern day Westerns. Yeah. But neo-Western plus Lovecraft. It's fucking perfect. I think it's a knockout 10 out of 10 show. One season, uh, I think there's nine episodes, something like that. There is kind, you could say there's a cliffhanger to it. They have greenlit season two, so I'm already pumped for that. It's, I just, I think it's, I genuinely think it's flawless. And if you've got any bad word to say about it, come at me. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Outer range, please watch it. You've all got Amazon Prime because you all can't wait for deliveries. I know this. Please watch Outer Range. That make it your own work, listeners. I want everyone to come at me and say, I fucking hated it, because you won't. <laughs> I want everyone to come around and go, wow, I'd have overlooked that, because there's been no marketing for it whatsoever. None at all. It's fucking fantastic. Whew, follow Ooh. that, Candy. I can't. I, I've just watched one little show. I wasn't even going to talk about it, but here we are. Um, I've also been on the Apple TV hype. And it's not new, but I've been watching Long Way Up, and this is the mm, kind of I love Long Way Up. It's it's the same kind. Of, it's it's within Long Way Round and Long Way Down. So if you don't know what that is, it's um, Ewan McGregor and his bestie Charlie Borman have it. It's it's a travel show on my motorcycles basically. And Long Way Up came about um, after you. As I said, they they hadn't. They just sort of drifted apart. Um, 
you got word that Charlie had had a really sort of nasty motorcycling accident, severely injured his legs. They basically smashed the shit. Um, so when, you know, Ewan was away, he came back and they decided to do an, another season of their travel show, Long Way Round or whatever you want to call it. So it spurred them into getting back in contact again. And this time, um, so it's called Long Way Up. This is three months to travel from Ushuaia in Argentina, which is the bottom tip uh, back up to Los Angeles. And the the difference with this show um, from the other two was they're actually tra- traveling on uh, prototype electric um, Harley Davidson motorbikes, and they look actually like been... bikes from Death Stranding, don't they? Yeah, th- that's exactly what they are. So even so, they had the prototype, which was kind of a um, like a cruiser, and they modified it to make it more of an adventure bike. So they they actually they were sitting up a bit more comfortably in it. You can add the the bag, so it, it really was like a bike from Death Stranding. Um, so yeah, they had the added challenge of the bikes having a range of about, I think it was 150 miles on a good day, um, and needing to find charging points in remote areas of countries that, um, aren't as developed as the USA. So, you know, where is the USA even, it was filmed in 2019. So even then, um, America had quite a few charging points at that point. Um, the production team themselves followed you and Charlie in prototype electric four by fours called um, Rivian trucks. Oh yeah, I've heard of Rivian. Yeah, and so these were built specifically um, for the show and that particular journey. Um, in addition, Rivian actually built a network of charging points going up the never wait west of um, Southern America um, to, for them to use along the way along the, the plotted route. Um, and they remain in place now. Um, as I said, it's it's worth noting that this was filmed in 2019, so electric vehicles and charging points have massively increased since filming. But it was a, it's such a test of endurance and the ability of the bikes too. So many of the roads actually aren't roads, it's just gravel, it's just mud. And they were travelling through the absolute worst of conditions. So when they started at the most southerly point of Argentina, it was the end of uh, winter, so it, uh, just a f- straight-up blizzard came in. So off the bat, they were three days late on filming. And the, the cold weather um, affected the bike's battery so badly, like they, they had a charge of about 50 miles. So it was a case of they, they couldn't even get to the, the first charging point. So they're having to stop along the way to use people's generosity basically they would have to stop into cafes and try and plug them in through windows or they found a little hotel that was actually closed for the season Uh, luckily the owners um opened it up to them to try and charge these bikes they still wouldn't take a charge because they were outside it was so cold it was it was basically freezing up the battery they had to take them inside this little tiny hotel they put down these rugs on the floor tried to charge it on the inside but but the electric the electric charge was just not strong enough, strong enough in the house. It's just it just kept shorting out the whole time. Um, another issue is because these are prototypes, they they couldn't even take them, and they're electric. They couldn't even take them to a local mecha- mechanic or anything. So if they broke down, they were fucked. They'd have to phone Harley Davidson to try and get some parts flown out to the nearest country they were in. And actually, you and McGregor missed out on a couple of countries because the software in his bike broke down. So they had to. Um, fully replaced the battery. So yeah, while, I that. yeah, so while Charlie Borman went through, I think it was maybe Colombia and Panama that Charlie went through, and you and had to kind of skip ahead. Um, in this weird, because like, he's 
he's an American citizen and he's a Scottish citizen as well. So it, he kind of ran into a bit of trouble when he entered one country on his American passport and he couldn't leave because he to leave you have to leave yeah, with he the same couldn't, passport. He couldn't get the, the Esters and the visas, could he? Yeah, so with a, as an American you had to have a visa to enter the next country, but as a on a Scottish passport he would have been fine, but he didn't enter the country on that passport. So it's all just like yeah. a, a complete sort of battle of logistics and various tantrums that I think were probably cut from the main show, but you you kind of get the impression I remember that, a little bit I remember of that moment, because I watched it when it came out. I remember that moment where they couldn't pass that corridor, that drug smuggling corridor. That's right, so yeah. They, they had to get round all that, didn't they? Yeah, they got the sniffer dogs out and like, everything. There's, there's no highway there either in some parts of it because it's such cartel-owned. Country. Yeah, just 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 nothing really. It was, in fact, they. I think they mentioned they sort of advised them not to go through this this part. I think yeah, it's part do of it. Columbia. They were like, just don't do it. But it was that thing did. about as soon as as soon as they see white men, you fucked. Yeah, it's exactly. fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it was really fun to watch and just what uh, what a sort of battle of wills against um, against the elements it was. But you can tell that they're just having the absolute time of their lives as well, and it had been. I think there's there's obviously been a bit of a break between series because they had lost touch, but yeah, like ten but, years between each one. I think so. And there was there was one really cute moment where um, Charlie's riding in front of uh, Ewan McGregor, and Ewan was like the the amount of times I've seen this view, I've seen the back of him riding his bike in so many different parts of each country, parts of the countryside. He said this memory is just going to be kind of burnt into my brain forever. Just this. That's how I'll always remember him, just seeing him riding off into the distance of various sunsets and everything. But yeah, no, it's really cute. It's just really easy watching. It's just, it's, it's a travel show. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. I only started watching it last night, and I think I've smashed through about sort of eight episodes out of nine, I think. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just can't stop watching it. I do love a travel show, though. My fave. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's been it for me, really, this week. That's enough. Yeah. Of a boring That's one. Enough. <laughs> That's enough. We, we we've done really well. We've done had a good yeah. nexus between the three of us. I think so we be have, proud we? of what we've achieved, guys. <laughs> That's the main thing. I'm always That's proud. That's the main thing. We can do this. We can do this. But now onto the main topic at hand. Gadget. Yes. Take it away. Okay. Well. New event for the summer, everybody. You know, because as it is this time of year, where the big gaming companies like to reveal what they've got. Show us. Show us what's in the bottom drawer, what they've been working on, all those, all those fancy things they've got going. And, you know, everyone has traditionally flocked to E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, but no, there's a new contender on the block. See, we've created our own expo, ME4, the Modern Escapism Entertainment, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Love it. Yeah. Where it's, it's, it's going to be a week of debauchery. <laughs> Absol- oh, yeah. Absolute chaos. You know... We'll take over a convention centre, probably Birmingham. I mean, the whole city of Birmingham, not just the convention centre, but we'll just take it all over. There'll be drink, there'll be drugs, there'll be food, there'll be more drink, there'll be strippers, there'll be whatever you want, whatever you want. This Volivant. is This is, oh, so many volivants. A stack of them, a pile of volivants. Mm. Mm. But capping off the week of drunken debauchery with games developers is going to be a three-way conference where we get up on the big <laughs> stage and we get to reveal 
we get to reveal everything to the audience, everything that we've worked for this year. We've got all the best exclusives. And in this very special episode of Modern Escapism, we're going to give you a preview of what you'll see at Emmy. Listener, we're doing a concept episode. Yay! So yes, all, all all three of us have come up with our ideal gaming conference. We've concept, we've gotten the concept down. We've booked the guests. We've booked the games. We've got some real shocks and surprises all the way through. And we're going to start with Oodles' conference because he's been bigging this up for two days now, and I'm desperate to hear what he's got up his conference. sleeve. You should have you should have put me last because you've got to follow this. No, shit. no, no. So so you know we're, we're going the Friday to the Sunday night. So this is what you'll get on the Friday night when you attend. I've ruined rest of the conference then. So the event name. It's called the Anti-Gamer Gaming Con, the AGGC. <laughs> a convention for computer game enthusiasts that hate influencers and false promises. Lots of that. Stage setup. The stage will look like a beautiful pub, and the guests in the auditorium will be sat on bar tables and stools and be able to go to one of the many bars to order drinks and pub snacks. Yeah, you're getting comfortable. I'm with you. Comfortable. I'm with you. Yeah, they're going to be like maybe a persistent rustle from the audience with their pork scratchings. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, plenty of pork scratchings. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, dry roasted peanuts. You know, you know, you're getting me prawn cocktail, Seabrook, all, all the classic, all the classic. Yeah. Mm. So as a host, I'll be wearing. I'll come out not in a suit, but in my skinny jeans and a nice non-gaming T-shirt. The dress code will be pub attire. And if gaming shirts are worn, they have to be subtle, subtle references. For example, like just a bonfire or a black T-shirt from Dark Souls. You know what I mean? Something subtle. Not, I have so many lives, I'm a gamer. They're banned. They're banned. Just a little banned. I, don't, I don't die, I respawn. Banned. You're not allowed in. You're not allowed in. Or if you get the door saying, I'm an influencer. You're not allowed in. No influencers. Just independent websites and people and podcasters and stuff like that. So, lights go off. Big surprise guest. I, I come out, obviously, I'm hosting it. I'm letting everyone know, welcome to the, uh, the Anti-Gamer Gaming Convention. And first, let me introduce my special guest, Henry Cavill and Daniel Craig. <laughs> crowd going well, they're both... Going there. Mm. They're both known game fanatics, so both of them being fans of World of Warcraft, The Witcher, and Daniel Craig surprisingly being a massive fan and plays it regularly every week of Grand Theft Auto. So he also stated an, a, 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 a variety um, interview that he adores Halo and its single-player content. So again, got to love that. Got to love that. Yeah, got to love it. Into it, into it. So, the big exclusive announcement. This is it. It's one of the big ones. So we, we, we've, we've rifled off a few best podcasts, best, um, best non-influencers. Do you know what I mean? Just people. We've gone through all that. People yeah, are absolutely. so happy. People are, getting, people are getting drunk. People are like, yeah, fucking yeah. Having a great time. Great time. Big announcement. <laughs> Dry ice. Out walks Nicolas Cage. <laughs> He's here. Comes out and announces that we're all sick to death of modern games and microtransactions. So he announces that we're going back to the good old days with a modern <laughs> twist. 
Blockbuster Game Rental is announced. <laughs> a service, <laughs> a service that lets you rent digital games as and when for how long you want. But this will incur a late fee. All games will be downloadable and available on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo consoles. No limitations to titles and no waiting lists. This is what we've all been wanting. Blockbusters is back, baby. Blockbusters is back. There's also movies and TV streaming available from Blockbusters. Um, this is what everyone, everyone's fucking scream, howling. Yes, finally, we're back. Because I fucking used to love going in Blockbusters. I used to love it. Oh, Even if I wanted to buy it, I just fucking walk around Blockbusters, man. There was a smell to a Blockbusters that was oh, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. A shit thin carpet, chewing gum. Really oh, bright lights. so good. They didn't know how to price the games that they were flogging, so you usually got really cheap games that they didn't have a clue about because a lot of them were franchised and the manager didn't have a fucking clue about games. It was a yeah, fucking yeah, beautiful... I had to make sure to check your PlayStation disc before you left so it wasn't in case it was scratched to fuck. Yeah, it was just a beautiful time, beautiful time. And that's what Nicolas Cage comes in and announces, blockbuster um, game rental, and it's a massive hit. It destroys Game Pass. It destroys PlayStation Now Plus Plus Plus. 3.0 or whatever the fuck that's doing. It de- destroys Nintendo Online. It destroys Steam. It's what everyone's wanted. And you're telling me you don't want that. You want it. You want, want Blockbuster it. Game Rental. You want it in big style. And the thing is, the nice thing is, it's all the original 90s Blockbuster style stuff when you're on the UI. You know what I mean? You've got your big Blockbuster sign, a big font. Oh, it's just fucking ridiculous. Blue and yellow. To the point where the blurbs, there isn't enough space for the blurbs to finish so it's just dot 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 oh god it's so fucking beautiful and then another big announcement you felt fucking hell is that not enough that's enough no it's not it's not clearly I turn back up the announcement special announcement guys and exclusive the GameCube Mini is getting released it's a beautiful tiny little mini console you can't put discs in it but but We've got to make compromises. You open it up, and guess what's inside? M and M's, biscuits, biscuits, food. You can put food it, food in it. It's nothing. It's just a little <laughs> raspberry pie. But it's just a good time. You get all you've you, you uh, you've got every first party Nintendo game on there that ever released. Not many actually. There's <laughs> not that many. All the Star Wars games, all the Luigi's Mansion, all that gubbins. It's just a fantastic little console. Then another announcement. Boom. Boom. Sega walks up. John Sega, however, runs Sega now. I don't know. <laughs> Sega. Sega. Sega are back with the Dreamcast 2. Oh, yeah. 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 Dreamcast 2. It's, it's back. It's back, baby. It's an ugly machine again. You've got the VMUs again. But this time, the VMUs are little, the beautiful little screens that turn into smart devices. It's so good. It's got Spotify integration. You can play Crazy Taxi 3 or 4, whatever it is by this point, with all your Spotify playlists. It's nice. just good Sega times. Power Stone's back, baby. We've got Ooh, all yeah. those good Dreamcast games. Soul Reaver 4. Everything's back. Everything that started on this Dreamcast is back. We're going to get a good Shenmue game out of it. Shenmue. Shenmue's come back, and, and it's from the original team. It's good shit. Nice. It's good shit. And that's not it. It's not it. Because then the lights go dark again. Out walks Samuel L. Jackson. What? What's Samuel L. Jackson doing here? What? And he comes and announces a new game. A new game. 
he announces the title Mace Windu. It's a single player action adventure game developed by Naughty Dog in collaboration with uh, Sony Santa Monica. It's exclusive to PlayStation. I'm sorry, Xbox people, but it is. It's a Mace Windu game about Mace Windu, the most badass Jedi that's ever existed. Purple lightsaber. And it's a narrative-focused single-player action game. And it's going to be incredible. Samuel L. Jackson's buzzing. He's got his Kangol hat on. He's having a great time. Casually saying motherfucker every second word. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of swearing. Um, you, you did a stipulation so to outdo the other conferences. I mean, I've already beat you. Because um, <laughs> obviously it's an open bar and the waiting staff yeah. are hooters, men and women. Right. So everyone's fucking happy. And you've asked for a big gimmick. So all games are anti-VR, anti-blockchain, and anti-movement control shite. So just solid <laughs> games with a solid emphasis on back-to-basics, single-player content. <laughs> just what we like, us losers like. I'm disappointed then, we don't have VR. No, fuck VR, it's garbage. <laughs> Load of shite for fucking people who are too much money. And then... That's it. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for turning up. Oh, and one last thing. Oh, oh fuck, he's done it. One last thing. What? <laughs> the lights go even darker. Darker than dark. We're in the void from outer range. <laughs> then the light, Hidetaki Miyazaki, comes out on stage and steps up to the mic and says in English, ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to announce the next game in the From Software Pantheon a game that has been secretly in the making since Bloodborne. Before we reveal the game, let me introduce the team that has worked on it. Outwalks, Nobuo Uematsu, Suda51, Hironobu Sakaguchi, and Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Japanese coalition. They all come out, the crowd goes mental, and then they all look at each other and say, oh, we forgot someone. Guess who walks out? Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh my god! What? What? As creative lead, all in tandem, scream out: "This is Ever Souls, the most expansive and perfectly crafted Japanese adventure game ever to be created using the supergroup of Japanese rock star creators." The video plays and it looks incredible, and people are too stunned to react. Some men are crying, and the conference ends. People walk out shaking and the internet explodes. End of conference. Boom. Fucking hell. Well done, Oodles. That's pretty good. You needed a mic to drop there. I did. Oof. Fantastic. There's no Imagine so, Dragons anywhere. Oh. Good, good. That's a, oh, that's, that's a thing we should aspire to in life. Mm. <laughs> None. None of the Imagination Dragons at all. None at all. So, Candy, how's your Saturday night shaping up? Well... Follow that. Follow that. I'm not sure I can, knowing that I ran out of steam halfway through writing this. <laughs> the internet is broken, remember? It's broken. <laughs> okay, internet's broken. I'm going to take you on a journey. Not only do you have the Saturday night shows, but also you've got a show floor. <clears throat> so my convention is called Candyland. Nothing like a good bit of self-gratification there. It's being held in Las Vegas. Everyone loves Vegas. Party City. And I would assume they have a, a, a big fuck-off convention centre. And I hope this you're is, um, yes. ch- changing, changing the um, 
the people's mindset of the original Candyland and changing what that meant. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Um, so this is going to be a gaming show slash pop-up circus or theme park. And so all the exhibitors will be required to have at least one form of a attraction on their floor as well as, well as their demos. So it's kind of going to be based on the E3 model of, you know, you'll have a presentation. So what E3 do, they'll hold their conferences several days before the lead up to opening the show floors. And they're usually held in venues away from the convention center. And I'm doing it slightly differently. So every exhibitor's main stage will be within their show floor and it'll be used to do their conference before the show floor opens. Um, But also there'll be acts and attractions throughout the convention itself. And I'm going to start with my favorite, Bethesda. So it's a big year for Bethesda. Um, They're showing, they're showcasing Elder Scrolls 6 in a new Fallout game. Uh, now, Fallout will be another spin-off. It's not going to be Fallout 5 after the roaring success of the... This is, by the way, based in a few years' time. What's it so called? Fallout the... Cash Out? Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's you tall noodles. Candy out! Mm. Uh, after the roaring <laughs> success of the TV show, Bethesda have once again called on Obsidian to create Fallout game based on the TV show. It'll be called Fallout Generations. As the show would have spanned the lead-up to the war, the initial impact and the following 250 years up the events of Fallout 4. All this, of course, has been presented by a ghoul who's witnessed the f- uh, everything firsthand with his a own real eyes. real ghoul? Real ghoul. No, the show's presented by a ghoul. Although, the actual... The, yeah, no, a ghoul. Fuck it, a ghoul. Um, oh, yeah. The game will feature the voice, talents, and likenesses of the actors within the TV show. Hooray! So that's me cheering. Elder Scrolls Six will once again follow <laughs> the adventures of the Dragonborn who's harnessed the power of time traversal as the dragons once could. Um, they'll explore Tamriel in both the present, directly after the events of Skyrim, and throughout several key moments in the last 800 years of history, 800 years ago being when Elder Scrolls, takes place, Elder Scrolls Online takes place, the intention being to undo the destruction of dragons. Of course, so I'm getting bored of my own fucking thing. Um, <laughs> destruction. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, might even move out of Tamriel. Anyway, main point is, They've thrown the creation engine in the bin. Thunderous applause. Hooray. And it's going to be used using the Unreal Engine. And the O1... Frostbite. (laughs) The O1 More Thing moment will then be releasing Skyrim on PS6, 7, 8, and 9. Fuck's sake. Now, this is the best bit, right? On the way out, you can pay your respects at the shrine of Todd Howard and throw a dollar into his fountain of youth. And now when the... There's the show floor is opened. You can exchange any currency to bottle caps and at an exchange rate of one bottle cap a dollar. So one bottle cap will buy you 10 penny chews at one of the stands or you can buy a Nuka-Cola for 15 bottle caps and you'll be pleased about it. Uh, there's also going to be a kissing booth featuring Todd Howard. Oh, I'm, now I'm in. Yep. Oh, no, I'm not in. You can have a death claw then. That's the choices. Okay, Todd I'd Howard rather death kiss claw. a death claw. Bite your face off. Anyway, wow. next up we have Kojima <laughs> Productions. You said you were busy last night. <laughs> you were too busy last night. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he's exhausted. <laughs> next up we have Kojima Productions. It's been, it's been a couple of years since Norman Reedus slipped up and inadvertently announced the sequel, and not long since Kojima finally caught up with them and killed him for dishonoring their code of secrecy. Uh, <laughs> this <Seppuku>. will be. <laughs> This is, of course, Death Stranding 2. The game will be a prequel slash sequel and feature Mads Mikkelsen as Cliffhunger, seeing the life through the eyes of his time in the military and since his stranding and onwards. 
Their show floor would have a 15-minute demo of the soon-to-be-released released Death Stranding 2, Strand Harder. And oh. to le- so to leave the demo, attendees have to sign, they, they sign an NDA, they get, then get on a zip wire, like on Death Stranding. Yep. The zip yep. wire would take you across the show floor into a dark tunnel, and then it will dump you out into another room, and you see a door in front of you. You open the door, and you're in a real-life escape room of Silent Hills PT. Ooh. So, no, well, once you've navigated through the real life PT, if you haven't died of fright, you're taken into a secret show floor. You're now in the Ninja Theory show floor, and Ninja Theory have been called upon to create a spin off of Silent Hill based in, um, this is where I start to lose steam, by the way, based in uh, Cambridge, <laughs> UK, bit. which is where they are. It'll be called Silent River. Um, it's the best. It's the best I had. It's the only thing I could think of that they've got in Cambridge. Said Hillock. <laughs> and um, it will play on the psychological horror that they learned while creating Hellblade. It'll feature a soundtrack by Highling again, and every night at the show, um, Highling will do a show in the evening. You're only allowed to go if you show them a copy of your NDA. Nintendo will announce a sequel to all their existing IPs and. Everyone's happy to sit, you know, they're just sitting back. They don't care. They watch you getting excited about it anyway. Um, no, actually, you know, no, Nintendo can do a, a remake of Ocarina of Time. That's fine. We don't need um, that. Yeah, we do need it's not. It's not a reboot, just a straight remake. It just looks prettier. Uh, but oh, anyway, once, once the show floor is live, we'll have live action Mario Kart. It's a two-player. You'll control your kart um, going around a version of Bowser's Castle. And your partner will fire off your skills and stuff. I'm and sure the you, queues won't be long for that. It, well, it's a very select few people that get to go. So <laughs> you survive the zip line. <laughs> I mean, you can't die from the zip line. You might die in PT. Um, so yeah, the slight danger of death there. Rockstar Games announced a game called The Government Totally Sucks You Motherfucker, theme tune by Tenacious D, in which you play nice. a Dis- disillusioned stripper called Guy, male or female, intent on bringing down the government on foot using melee weapons because you can't find petrol for your stolen car. And their show-, show floor would just be one of those like smash therapy rooms where you can just go in and just beat everything up. You've got a baseball bat, smash everything. Midway Games have announced a free-to-play, family-friendly, multi-platform version of Mortal Kombat called Mortal Wombat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Collect cute skins for a premium price and play on your mobile. This will use the voice acting talent of the cast of The Hangover. I don't know. Why did I even put that? What um, the hell are you on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried, I'm stop, worried about myself. Stop smoking the devil's lettuce. <laughs> anyway, there's going to be a ring set up in the middle of the show floor. You can dress up and smack the shit out of each other, basically. Fair PlayStation, PlayStation have bought I'm tired. Scary I'm Nets. tired. <laughs> There's a lot of activity, you know. You know what you're signing yeah. up for. PlayStation have bought Square Enix and Final Fantasy games are going to be PS exclusive from now on. They'll anou- also announce a new handheld platform. Didn't Ooh, think I'm about it too much, but it's a handheld. Oh. But the, the bathrooms in the PlayStation uh, area, the, um, the, the, the toilet tanks are going to be hollowed out Xboxes. Um. What the fuck? <laughs> why, why, why are you stoking the fires of fucking. Console wars. We don't need that nowadays. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ideas. We're stoking the fires, and it's not fair. 
Anyway, that's uh, the end of my pitch. That's my, that's the presentation for my Yours convention. Yours was the I'd like, to, I'd like to open the floor open to questions. Yeah. Um, First question. How much why? is all this going to cost? Uh, th- yeah, and, well, and why? It's sponsored by uh, Elon Musk. I'm out. Known, I'm out. Known gamer. No, well, no. So he's got all the money. So he's just he's a, he's a silent uh, silent donator. So you don't know it's Elon. So are you he's telling me that you'll know it's sponsored it's, by I bet, Elon Musk? I bet these NDAs have signed you up to the metaverse somehow, aren't they? I can't. I can't divulge that kind of information. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. This is next question. This is corruption. Is this on the blockchain? The whole thing. I I can't answer any further questions. Next. Unbelievable. Regarding the blockchain. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. This is disgusting. $12 billion. Billion? Yeah. It's fine. Jesus. We've got got that kind of money to spare. Got that kind of money to spare. Somebody needs to go and protect Cam. Is this an embezzlement scheme? Spend nights with her. This is ridiculous. You're insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's getting bad. Oh, anyway, nonsense. next question. You're talking nonsense. Come on, I'm ready. Next question. I've done my presentation. Um, what's that handheld called? The PlayStation Hand. <laughs> the PlayStation, PlayStation Hand. Hand. Yes. Okay, okay. I'm curious now. What does it look like? Yeah. Uh... It looks a bit like you can't do this off the top of your head. You can't do this. It's well, no, it looks a bit like a mobile phone, and then it's got, oh, it's a phone, then, <laughs> it's yeah. got buttons either side. <laughs> so it's an end game. It's got a joystick on that side and a D pad on yeah. this side with a, with a triangle and an X. <laughs> you're a podcast. I know you're excited. I know you're. I'm excited. offended by all of this. Try and try and contain your excitement. I know it's overwhelming. How Over- much are you charging for tickets? Yeah, here we uh, go. A hundred dollars. Whoa! For How indus- many Ethereum does industry it cost? only. Industry only. There's a, there's only. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. There's only sure. hundred. There's only a hundred tickets. It's only a hundred tickets. It's a lot. One week long conference in LA. So, to, oh, in the only people Vegas. that's going to be there are Jake Paul. Um, what's his name? No, 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 no. Podcaster. It's a lottery. It's a lottery. Like Willy Wonka. You have to find a, a lottery. How do you, how do you, how do you a, apply for this lottery? So you have to drinking G fuel. No, Doritos. It's in a Doritos. Doritos Dorito. packets. <laughs> <laughs> like a little packet you used to get in cereal, and it's all like so. Salty you're making and greasy. fat gamers become even fatter. Yeah, it's fine. And they won't but be able to go. You're not allowed to. Sell, you're not allowed to sell it on eBay though. That's uh, you're not allowed to sell it on. Next you question, to, please. You need to calm your passions because this is gonna, this is gone out of your. Comfort no, okay. The, so, so the tickets are in uh, a new type of diet Dorito, which you is keep changing your mind and it's confusing. <laughs> it's confusing the consumer. It's actually they're like um, edamame bean Doritos. <laughs> oh, I am kind of into that. I'm kind of into that. <laughs> but still, you're confusing the consumer. This is this is terrible. So She's not all the, the it's, it's not fully ironed out yet. We've got a the thing few is, years it's hundred pound a ticket. Only a hundred people can go. You're not paying for this convention very well. I don't need to. Elon Musk has taken care of it. I, I'm is sure it, this is, is money laundering. This is money laundering. It's a, it's a passion is money project. Laundering. Is Musk going to be there? No, he's banned. What? He's banned what? himself. <laughs> he knows he's not liked. It's been a few years down the line. He's got oh. the impress. He's got the right idea. He know, he plays to his audience. Listen, she's single. Just, just to remind you all again, she needs help. 
She's lying. <laughs> Someone needs to go and cuddle her. She needs help. <laughs> One final question from the audience. Um, oh, noodles. Is, does, does this show have the potential to be cancelled very close to its opening date? Because I reckon it has. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. So it's cancelled. It's going to open. It's cancelled. It's cancelled. This <laughs> 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 is cancelled. <laughs> So anyway, I I think mine so far has been the best. Sorry, Oodles. In what world is that the best? I want want the listener to come back and tell me that yours was the best. Oh, this is the real of a mad woman. Think of the edamame bean Doritos. Yeah, but you don't have to go to the conference to eat them. That's got to be the episode title, edamame bean Doritos. (laughs) Think of the PlayStation hand. The PlayStation hand. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me, get me out of here. Get Stig when you need him. (laughs) Fuck. He'd have got, he'd have stormed out. The table would have been flipped. And Biggie would have gone, what's a Dorito? (laughs) So I know if you need to take a minute, that's all right. I know it's pretty overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed myself. I feel like nuking the whole endeavour. There would be nukes as well because Fallout. Um, there will be nukes. There'd be, oh, there'd be a uh, no. There'd be a megaton. There'd be like a big nuke from megaton. You could go and sit on it and have your photo taken. So, do you need a Geiger counter to go to this event? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Not oh, brilliant. So the, it, it's potentially to get cancer from this. Place. It's radioactive, Fantastic. and Imagine Dragons would be singing radioactive. Oh, of course there was. <laughs> I've worked it out. I've worked out what this is now. This is this is a way for Candy to create the children of Adam. She's going to create really a radioactive is. cult with the people who she attend is. this this gaming conference. I ain't saying nothing. My God, I can just imagine a hundred a hundred cyber goths queuing outside waiting to go in. <laughs> dancing like this. Yeah, dancing to Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Absolutely two stepping. Fuck! Oh, I hate gosh. your event. I hate it. I love you. You just don't understand it yet. Don't worry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Gadget, please pull us back. (laughs) Okay, well, so, so, so my, uh, my, fuck's sake, how do I follow that? I don't know. I don't follow that. I told you, I told you, you'd be absolutely blown away. I knew you would be. Candy, your conventions is just what Xbox used to be 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) How do I follow the amount of thought that Oodles put into his and then the, 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 ravings, the lack of thought. The ravings of a diseased mind that we've just had here. <laughs> Take the wine off her. Oh, God. Just fucking put, put her in an institution. Jesus Christ, she's hysterical. <laughs> right. All geniuses are. Come on, Gadget. Bring out your PC convention or whatever. It's, well, okay. So it's a Sunday this, night, this, by the way. So this, this is the Sunday night one. This, this is the one where everyone's kind of had their fun. Gone home. <laughs> They've been traumatized by Candy's show floor. They're in hospital, and, yeah. <laughs> and this and this is where you come for the kind of the, the last night of it. A couple of big reveals, but it's mostly pretty chill. Mostly some nice things going on. Uh, so yeah. this one's called called the Gadgets and Gizmos Show. Um, stage setup, picture it, everything nineties PC beige. I still want to just just I want the listeners to understand the narcissism that these two have that they name their conference after <laughs> each other. Yeah, disgusting. Carry yeah. on. The, uh, the 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 big screen's going to be made up to look like a CRT, you know, 
But that's nice. Now I'm into that. Over I'm it. into that. Big style. It's going. To, it's not just going to be PC. So it's going to mix a PC and console content. But you know the the, the mainly lighter... PC. <laughs> no, not really. There's going to be some big PC bangers, yeah. But you know the. Cool. The lights go down, the kind of the fake smoke starts to come up, and you get the kind of intro music, but it's not played by an orchestra, but it's played by live musicians. It's played by an orchestra of 8-bit musicians, giving you those 90s oh. vibes. Like Anna Managuchi. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going yes. I'm, I'm I'm to come out on stage in traditional 90s nerd clothes, as in a white shirt that doesn't quite fit properly, grey slacks, that kind of thing, you know. I thought you were going to say a Hawaiian shirt. No. <laughs> Maybe a slight curry stain on the collar, you know. Sweatpants. Traditional, yeah, yeah. traditional nineties. Me katsu that you had night before. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and I don't waste much time with it. You know, I go straight into the games because I know the people are here for the games, for the big reveals. So you know, we start off with just the traditionals, couple of sequel announcements, that kind of thing. You know, yeah, EA yeah. to EA talk talk about the 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 they couldn't. The, no one was buying the EAFC. Um, branding, mm. so they went with UEFA. Couldn't oh. get FIFA, but it's now it's now UEFA twenty four. Well, the Champions League, yeah, but just only the Champions League. And that's fucking just, badass. The move though, that that's a move. Like, yeah, we've got we've got thirty two teams, <laughs> thirty two teams, but they've spent a lot of time and money doing hyper realistic players. Look at Real Madrid. Look incredible. They have a graphic where they show like like a zoom into the to like the real time rent and you can see the stitching on their jerseys and stuff like that. You know that and kind of thing. Some of the teams won't even detail. qualify, so they're just bit like D tier teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's exactly what you want. I'm into it. I remember that Champions League game that they came out with about 15 years ago. I liked it. I think so, they did yeah, it like I'm three years it. in a row or something, didn't they? Yeah, I'm into it. Um. But you know, once we once we get the normal kind of sequels out and like a couple of games that we, you know they're going to be vaporware, like Ubisoft try and bring Beyond Good and Evil Two again, and it's, it's just like this, it's never going to happen. And I'm just stood there on stage, just holding the mic up, going, "It's never going to happen." Is it still got the pig with the nose ring and yeah, and the swearing and the monkey girl. man and stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's new. And um, Michelle, is it Michelle and Sel that does them? And he, he's just looking a bit yeah. miserable. He's in the audience because he's not part of the team anymore. You know, he retired. So, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's not looking good. And it's kind of all Ubisoft have got. The, Ubisoft tried to also show off Far Cry 8, but um, the, the, it's just become it's, it's become a, a shell of its former self. Where's it based? Where's it, where's it based? It's based in Los Angeles, and they're trying to do the Grand Theft Auto thing. They're trying to be like... Yeah, sat- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to be like satirical, but forgetting mm, that, you know, they need to be good at writing for it. And there's not many watchtowers in uh, Los Angeles. No, well, that's that's the main gameplay edition they've brought in. They've put watchtowers in <laughs> LA. <laughs> Big wooden watchtowers. Fantastic. Big wooden watchtowers to to, to, make, to make it look like they, they want to go for full realism. They want to go for full immersion, which is why they're going to add things to LA. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd buy it. I bought them all. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm there going yes. But they are, but but they are announcing that they that they've got Mads Mickelson for the the bad guy, but not Mads Mickelson's voice. He would only give them his face. <laughs> so he's going to be voiced hot- by Jack Black instead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> damn! <laughs> Rigagogo instead. Okay. Okay now. <laughs> so yes. once once me and the audience have finished face palming after Ubisoft have walked off, we get to the good shit. 
So first did, off, did they have a dance? The Ubisoft one before they leave. Did they have a dance bit at the beginning? They tried to just put a dance. put a they tried to put up a new just dance, but I turned the screen off because <laughs> <laughs> no one needs it. They do it every year. Those big just, numbers are oh, that. We don't we don't need a playlist announcement. Uh, so first first up, we had some old boys coming out. Get some some older fellas. They they're from Texas. They've been working in the games industry for a while. And they come up and they take the microphone and say, who wants a new Deus Ex game? And who wants the original Me? Ion Storm to make it? And then Me? the lights come up and you see it's the original Ion Storm developer squad. <sighs> Warren Spector, is it Warren Spector? Warren Spector's there. Yeah. And, and they show off a new, a new Deus Ex game following JC Denton. <gasps> taking it from the beginning again, a sequel Jesus to the original Christ, game. Jesus Christ, Denton. Yes. yes. None, of this, none of this Invisible War stuff, none of this human revolution. Yes. Back to the original, oh. a true sequel, and it looks Sunglasses. fucking gorgeous. Oh. Yes, this is what Cyberpunk should have been. Funnily enough, following up that one in a horrible case of of um, of, of of structuring a show, CDPR come out to announce that they're remaking Cyberpunk into a decent game. Oh <laughs> shit! Bad timing. Yeah, they couldn't oh, they, they, they couldn't secure Keanu Reeves again, so they've entirely written Johnny Silverhand out, and. The, the the crowd are silent. Mm. The crowd do not trust it because they say it's going to be ready in time for Christmas that year, and no, no. it's not. Mm. Not not a not a soul in the auditorium believes a word coming out of their mouth. So once they are sent off stage, a Japanese businessman comes out, declares oh. declares that he is the head of Konami, <gasps> and he Shut has an ap- fridge door. He has an apology to make to gamers worldwide, mm. and as a result. Uh, as a result, he is he is relinquishing the rights of Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid to whoever would buy them. He then Fuck. walks. He then walks to the back of the stage. He pulls a katana out and he commits seppuku. Yeah, as he should <laughs> on as stage, should. and everyone cheers. Yeah, yeah, everyone cheers. Everyone's very happy about this one. There's nothing eyes. more that people love at a convention than blood. Mm. Known fact. Yeah, Known fact. the the lights then go down and the screen lights up and we see Bobby Kotick in his prison cell. <laughs> Um, making an announcement to shareholders that he's going to wind up Activision and allow their their IPs to be bought off by any bidder. Deep Silver right. suddenly, uh, Deep Silver and THQ Nordic immediately jump in and start buying up every franchise they can. Embrace a group. <laughs> oh, embrace a group. Get Call of Duty, and they change nothing oh, and still make a lot of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Warzone Two, boom. Yes, uh, Blizzard become an independent company again. However, Finally. all the staff leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to form a union. <laughs> yeah. We we never get Diablo 4. But Diablo Immortal has just come out at this point, so you know, we all have phones. And we've all we've all boycotted it because we all boycott Blizzard stuff. Yep. Uh it's time for another guest on stage again, and I welcome on uh, Shinji Mikami, who comes on to announce Ooh. Tango Gameworks are, are working on a new IP, totally original franchise, Evil in Residence. Focusing around, <laughs> focusing around evil goings on in a big house. Yes, I'm totally in. Totally br- brand new concept, never been done before. Mind any similarities to anything previously or in future is totally coincidental. Are there dogs? Are there snakes? Are there Jill sandwiches? <laughs> there are snakes. There are sandwiches. There are no dogs in this one. It's cats this time. Oh, oh, but cats that swarm. Cats. So it's not just like two Dobermans coming at you. This is like a ball of ten cats coming at you. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, I would like to see the dog scene where they jump through the window, but cats can't actually get through the window and they're just smashing themselves into the glass. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, but it, it's it's like it's like the birds. It's the sustained beating of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a thunk, the thunk, 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 and eventually they shatter through. Evil in residence. Yeah, yes, I'm into it. Uh, next up will be uh, Kazurai will come up to apologize from uh, from Sony's behalf for their idiocy and announce About that time. he's re- reopening Studio Japan and Studio Liverpool, immediately commissioning Bloodborne Two from FromSoft. Yes, and Wipeout. And a brand new Wipeout game. Yes! And when, I'm so in. What type of music? It's not dubstep. Please say no dubstep. No, it's not dubstep. It's 90s oh, thank bangers. God oh, thank God for that. You We've see, they're building a brand new... Prodigy. Yeah, they're building a brand new game, but with the best of soundtrack of the of the original three games. Oh, God. I would I would kill a man for a new Wipeout. Oh. And while, while he's announcing this, you can hear a loud scream from backstage as Nintendo complained they were about to announce another F-Zero game right after. Fuck that. I'd rather have Wipeout than FC. I know people want F Zero, but I'd rather have a new Wipeout. Better game. I said it. I said it. I mean I'd love a new Wipeout game. Fuck yes. Um then we then I announced that our special guest for the show is about to come out. Ooh. And uh and one Mr. Todd Howard trots yes! on the stage. Don't do anything. After the debacle of yesterday yesterday's events. <laughs> Please don't get him off. No, 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 I'm not killing him off. But he does he announce his total commitment to, to, to the Gadgets and Gizmos show going forward. It's the only show he's going to do at any point in the year. But he does, he, he does announce Fallout 5 at this one, not the Fallout spin-off. This is, a, this is a full Fallout 5, but it is to come in about two or three years' time. It's in development. gives a little bit of a teaser yep. trailer. Um, this one's is changing. One no, no, but, this, but, whatever. but this, this one's expanding the lore. It's set in Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's set in Berlin. Oh, now we're yes. talking. Now we talk Nazi parallels. We've got loads of stuff in that. Yeah, you've got a fantastic underground system. You've got beautiful architecture. Yes. You've got ghouls with German accents. Yeah. Can this not yeah. be Fallout 9, but spell N-E-I-N? Nine! <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 I mean, wow. that was a good idea. So many great podcast titles. <laughs> he also... <laughs> They're all he, from Candy. He, 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 he then goes on to, to announce that the that Skyrim is going to be ported to the PlayStation hand. Yes! <laughs> oh, for God's sake. But it's just the original version, not the remastered one. But he, he does point out that later in the life cycle of the PlayStation hand, the remastered and then the anniversary edition will be separately released. How much As will it cost? Told. $49.99? $75.95. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Can't will buy Inflation. It. Inflation's caused the price of games to go up at this point. <laughs> This is yeah, two yeah, years yeah. away, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he he he, come, he comes on to he, he goes off to rapturous applause. He's got a nice shiny looking leather jacket, you know. He's 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 got that tattoo that Candy forced him to have at, at the last show. Still <laughs> healing. It's a little bit bloody. His bulge is just perfect there. <laughs> Big feet. Look at Big feet. lips. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the only special guest. As he walks off stage, I announce the second and final special guest and the final announcement of the night. As Shigeru Miyamoto comes on in a video yes. presentation to announce Game Boy Remastered. For... A, retro, a retro console with the exact dimensions of a classic Game Boy, yes. but with a rechargeable battery, mm. Bluetooth audio, and a built-in mm. backlight. Mm. And buttons that actually work. Comes, comes, comes packaged with a double pack of Tetris and Link's Awakening. Designed oh. to be a one-to-one replica, but just better. 
the and then he also announces the entire Game Boy back catalog to be released on cartridge for forty nine ninety nine dollars each. Pre orders sell out in seconds. I'd buy it. Mm, I know buy exactly. It. I know you would. Yeah, I'd buy it straight off. And then oh. we come to the end. The eight bit orchestra has, has, play, has played a medley of of Sonic music, of of classic Nintendo tracks. There's a bit of Dragon Quest in there, some Final Fantasy. It's beautiful. It ends wonderfully. And then we we end with the traditional Jeff Keighley hunt, where everyone gets a Segway and a butterfly net, and they have to chase down Jeff and capture him. <laughs> Winners are given a £10 voucher for Greg's. <laughs> I love the annual Jeff Keighley hunt. Mm. One of my favourite things of the year. It's Easy non-violent. Season. It's lovely. Jeff gets a bit of exercise. Gets to do a bit of his cardio as he's running away from nerds on segways. Tests out his new yeah. shoes. And it's got it's got the beautiful it's got a beautiful um like seek pale man. You know what I mean? It's a great hunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a great hunt. So love it. Yes. So yeah, so that's the gadget and gizmo show. Hmm. I like it. I like it, but you're all overshadowed by Friday's events. Friday's I don't was, think was so. majestic. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Candy's show wins for the sheer fucking strangeness of it. <laughs> My show don't even have a show floor because no one can be asked. Yeah, yours None just a piss show. up with game announcements. Good games. Good games for <laughs> good good people. Computer game enthusiasts, not gamers. There's a difference. There's a massive difference. Do we have any enthusiasts that yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Send it by me. Do we have any enthusiasts that have written in? I can't imagine many. This is such no a oblique we have, topic. We we have three of them. The problem was there was a little bit of confusion when Stig put out for feedback. He said gaming show rather than kind of gaming event or press. Oh, event. drunken Stig. Yes, Captain Drunk himself. Hmm. But this is what we got. So Zenos has managed to get an idea that's on on brand. Says, okay, I have an idea. The electronic prevacary, prevaric, the electronic provocary. I, I cannot see. I, I cannot see. It's cancelled. We can't say it. Prevarication exposition. It's like so. The wow. electronic prevarication exposition. It's like E three, but instead of regular games developers, we round up all the people who have demonstrably lied about the things they were going to do in a game over the last year and lock them in a big conference center until they fix their game so it actually does the things <laughs> it said they would. Previous guests include the guy who said No Man's Sky would have multiplayer at launch and Peter Molyneux every time he opens his mouth. (laughs) Ticket holders get to berate developers they have a personal grudge against due to missold products. I'm not going to lie, I like it. I can't argue that. I mean, it it would just be... like Peter Molyneux would have like a bed there. He'd be in residence all year long. It needs a rebranding because it's a difficult title. Yes. Uh... Planty from 100 Things Pod has said, th- th- this is one off-brand, off said, I've left this a bit late. I'll piggyback on someone else's show to brag about my new game, Punky Muncher, a pet sim where you have to feed your podcaster enough cans, pork scratchings, and tatoes to get his blood up enough to record half an hour of shouting at his guests. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it, big style. And the last one, and if you thought Candy's ravings were that of a mad woman, this is completely different, because Super Natty Cat got very confused about things and had a bit of a back and forth with Stig on Twitter about this one. So I'm, I'm going to replay this conversation for you. Go for it. Do the voices as well. Uh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Welsh. I can't do Stig. Um, it starts off with Natty Cat saying, how many cats can you cuddle at once? No rules, just go into a room, pick up a ton of cats, and you keep as many as you can carry. To which Stig replied, I'm so confused. And Nat said, I thought he meant a game show. 
okay, the podcast is how many cats can you cuddle at once, but you invite a guest on every week and listeners have to write in and guess. And then at the end, one lucky listener wins all the cats. The end. And Stig replies, no, we meant a gaming show like E3. <laughs> and she went, fuck! Okay. How many cats can you cuddle at once while playing the latest gaming release? You review the games at the same time, but Todd Howard is there and there's loads of free cat merch and you're in a big arena. It's called oh, C3. The end. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> Todd Howard and cats. Oh. Ravings of a mad woman. Yep. <laughs> there's a reason we're friends. Yes. The, <laughs> I, 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 I want to kind of jump 70 years in the future to see the, t- the two of you in the, in the old folks home together, just like talking back and forth each other. It'd be like Statler and Waldorf. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Can't wait. But with wine. With wine. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the end of the mailbox. We'll be much clearer for the next episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you very much. And as always, links for all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Next week, we will be talking about college and all the hijinks we got up to in our college days. Or like when Biggie in the workhouse or whatever. Whatever he had back then. But yeah, we're going to talk about hanging with the awful dodger. Yeah, we've done the school days. We've done the school days uh, podcast before even Candy started on this, but we're going to do college days. Where... Where teen becomes adult, where you realise you have a choice. You don't have to go in and all that malarkey. But that is the end of the show. For all our patrons, join us in the green room. We will see you there. But for everyone else, this has been the Modern Escapism Conference and this has been a podcast. Good night. So she don't whack me in the middle of my sleep. I'm like, ah!